Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. sudden this past week the way people have been using social media has really changed it absolutely is a reset on values and that's being played out in social media you know where we had a purpose before now it's really about focusing that clarity of purpose you know culture thrives sometimes in situations like this i mean our artists are are vital at this time because they dream the future for us. You know, they create the roadmap of how we are going to get out of here because they can provide hope in a time of hopelessness. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion, and welcome to another special edition of the BOF podcast. Today, I sit down virtually with Jefferson Hack, the founder of Days Media. Jefferson and I have been able to have conversations over the past decade about the role of media. And there's probably no more important time to have that conversation than now, as we're all navigating the unfolding humanitarian crisis caused by this uh, pandemic, which has now reached more than 170 countries around the world with more than 400,000 infections and tens and tens of thousands of people who have died. So what's the role of fashion media in this context? And how do we as independent media companies 
navigate this situation? What is the impact that we can have during this uncharted time? That's what I speak to Jefferson about on this special episode. So here's Jefferson Hack, Inside Fashion. Jefferson. Hey, Imran. How are you? Man, I'm, I'm here. I'm happy to be talking to you. And um, thanks for inviting me to be on the BOF podcast. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure to talk. You know, actually, I was thinking this morning, back to my very first interview with you that we did. Do you remember at the Sanderson Hotel? Oh, wow. That, yeah, that was a long time ago. Mm. That was our first BOF live event and ever. And um, we had the conversation and it was rolling out on Twitter and people were sending com- uh, questions from all around the world. And this this is kind of the same, except, you know, you and I can't sit together. Um, but I'm really glad to have the chance to talk to you. I mean, so how are you doing? You know, I'm well. I'm in good health. Um, my immediate family are in good health. Um, everyone's kind of safe and in isolation. My staff are in good health. There's no, um, you know, uh, direct uh, emergencies taking place amongst the kind of employees or, or staff in dazed media. So for that, I'm just really grateful, you know, for that, um, I feel blessed. And, um, you know, as far as um, what's happening in the wider world and uh, what's happening uh, with coronavirus, um, of course, it's, um, you know, it's a, I mean, words cannot really describe it. I think I find words quite inadequate to describe what's going on. But, um, you know, if I had to pick one word, it would be about kind of adapt adapting you know it's about kind of adapting with all of the changing circumstances that are going on so um i guess on a personal level that's where i'm at um but yeah there's going to be a lot to talk about on this podcast so i'll let you do, you know how are you i'm good um also healthy and grateful um and taking some time out every day to make space for some meditation and um, reflection and a walk in the park, because we're still allowed to do that here in London. And, you know, I, like you, I'm just kind of grappling with what's happening. There's so many different perspectives. There's so much information, which is kind of when I thrive, actually, making sense of information overload. Um, but I find my brain is operating at a speed and a and a intensity level that is unusually high, and so I'm trying to make sure I just take those moments to pause and stop and um, reflect. Mm. No, it's it's good it's good advice. I mean, I think you know it's the same for everybody. I mean, it's a as much as if it's a pandemic, it's also an infodemic. You know, we're kind of overwhelmed with information, stats, um, all the different opinions, analysis, speculations. And, um, you know, I think uh, without kind of practicing some self-care, it's uh, incredibly easy to kind of get sucked into things like fear or, you know, hyper-anxiety or doing things that are harmful just to distract ourselves from the reality of what's going on and i think that's all really kind of like natural human reactions but yeah you hit on some really important points and i think you know that's some of the things that we're really trying to inspire 
our audience with you know we have 17 million so uh, digital audience across the world across all our platforms and you know one of the most immediate things is is really the kind of um you know the mental health awareness um and just being able to be effective as a media in being able to influence people's moods i mean you know we can change the way people feel or their mood through the stories and the tone of the stories that we publish so you know that was a uh, an incredible kind of um uh role that media can play in 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 this time of crisis our type of media specifically yeah i mean you and i were exchanging text messages the other day um about you know how companies like ours independent media companies in this kind of global industry like what's what's our role and i'm I'm really curious to, to... Well, yeah, I mean, that was exactly it. We were like texting each other because it's all about reaching out now, right? It's all about, you know, being in touch with each other um, as independent media, as um, people in the industry who are active, who are part of the community of people in, 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 in kind of in fashion in the UK and globally and, um, and in culture. And, it, you know, that's all I've been doing since this has been really uh, becoming more and more um, of a of a crisis, um, and I think that's that's all we've got is kind of our connections and our connectivity, and staying connected is a huge a huge part of this um, the way that we're going to manage to navigate this. Yeah, and I, I wanted to start there actually. So you know, when when did the kind of penny drop for you that this was you know, going to become, you know, what it's become, this kind of unprecedented situation in kind of uh, kind of modern, um, in the last hundred years, at least maybe since the Spanish flu. And, and what was your initial reaction of how, you know, you wanted to, to manage it as the leader of this, this media company? Well, like on a personal level, you know, I was still... Um, you know, I went to Milan Fashion Week, I went to Paris Fashion Week. Um, I didn't finish the week up, but, you know, things were becoming um, much more evident during that week that, you know, uh, uh, th that this was becoming incredibly serious. And um, uh, some of the myths that were flying around were being busted and um, some more clarity was coming as to the kind of, um, you know, health impact uh, that this was going to have. And, and, what was going to be needed by government in order to deal with that and so you know i think it wasn't really till milan went into uh, lockdown that it really kind of began to be real and hearing the stories firsthand from clients and friends in milan about what they were going through in lockdown really started helping inform um a lot of our thinking at dazed uh, so that's really the the only precedent we had and the only way to recognize that it was um well you know that it was that it was likely to get mu much more serious but you know i think these things are always understood in hindsight and in the moment you know you always think oh well you know it might be contained there it might not come here things might not be as bad for us i mean you know i think that's part of kind of that, that was part of that was part of um my early thinking, but you know, um, we we reacted pretty quickly. I think as a as a media company, you know, before 
the government were telling people to um you know not go to work or not go to bars and clubs we were you know we'd already um uh told our staff to work from home i mean already during paris fashion week we were telling our uh staff that if it wasn't essential for them to come into the office that they weren't required to come to the office because we wanted to keep people safe um so yeah that's the kind of thing and then when it when it really became evident you know i think our immediate reaction was one of you know this is a global state of emergency now and uh you know we have to face a humanitarian health disaster that um you know we can be helpful and useful in um in using some of our resource and some of our media to point directly to that and we have a duty of care to our staff so we've been working on managing that and managing their work from home situation and then there's a care and consideration for our audience which we just touched on before um and really when we were texting it was all about kind of understanding with questions we were we were kind of uh, uh, in discussion about was like well what is the role of of media in this new reality yeah what what is our purpose now and i think you know where we had a purpose before now it's really about focusing that clarity of purpose um and making sure that the role we're playing in the daily life of our audience is really bringing value mm-hmm. um, absolute value and i think the speed of adaptation to the change in audience behavior is um critical um because otherwise you're out of sync you know you're totally out of sync so the first thing we did is um you know get everyone together on all the different media platforms and i you know asked them to all redefine the clarity of purpose in light of their channels for for this time of crisis that exercise created a kind of manifesto or a set of um you know a set of short uh you know, we, we called it the day's media commandments or, you know, they gave it different formats. And that gave a kind of um, a, a reference point for everyone, for everything to ladder up to. Then it was about um, getting the data and insights on our audience change in behavior. Luckily, we have, you know, an amazing ability to have a real-time feedback loop um, in terms of understanding um, where our audience is at Um you know, looking at all the analytics and uh, data on their behavior. So we're able to then inform the new formats and new ideas that we're rolling out, the new initiatives we're rolling out. And to to be honest, the first thing we, we rolled out was not something that was, um, you know, designed for this moment, because how the fuck do you do that? You know, what we wanted to do was actually just say, you know, what are you what do you want? What are you feeling? What's going on for you? Um, and actually open up um, days with a project called Alone Together, where we really asked our audience um, for their input um, first so that we could find the appropriate creative tools and stories to be able to interact with them. Mm-hmm. So tell me, in that feedback loop, which I think is like super important for digital media, and that's kind of one of the things that sets digital media apart from, say, traditional print media. What did you learn in that in that loop right away in terms of how people's behavior was changing? Well, it's interesting. We learned a lot very, very quickly. Um, 
I mean, some of it is, you know, common sense. So, you know, the immediate thing is um, a focus on values and authenticity. Um, and I think that's something that can be applied now to every form of brand communication. Um, you know, it's all now about values and authenticity. Um, but some of the kind of, you know, other insights that we that we got were more around things like um, the way that, say, you know, fashion and product news was less, less relevant to our audience, but, you know, cultural information. Obviously, the news, the news uh, around Corona is um, of immediate interest because it's directly, you know, it's, it, it's the news, right? But um, other things like wanting um, cultural information um, and to inter in connect with culture um, is kind of more vital than ever. And we found a, a huge spike on, on our cultural uh, programming. And I think that's a direct reaction to kind of culture being in effect kind of cancelled from the, um, you know, from the physical people being able to interact with it physically. Um, I think, you know, one of the things we've done with our, with our data and insights, you know, I don't want to sort of go into, it too much on this call because it's a it's a sort of there's there's layers of detail there um but what we're doing is we're actually offering it to um some of our kind of uh, key partners our key institutional partners you know uh, galleries museums um um you know record labels etc and also some of our um you know brand partners so that we can be in a process of sharing and information data and understanding um and uh we're calling that a um you know a kind of data care package that we're putting together for our for some of our clients got it um how are your clients responding in this situation because this is unprecedented for you know a company like days but it's also unprecedented for all of the companies that you partner with you know some of which are like big international organizations you know how do you sense they're um, navigating all of this because you know when you when you read kind of the the marketing press and the kind of advertising press, they're talking about huge advertising budget cuts. They're talking about you know you know layoffs. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on in in some of these organizations. So, what's your sense of how these kinds of companies, the wide range of with which you, as an organization, partner with, how are they? navigating all of this well i think the immediate response of the big brands to you know focus on the humanitarian and health disaster has been pretty impressive compared to a lot of other industries you know so you know the um you know the making of masks the donating of surgical equipment the um you know uh, making of hand sanitizer equipment the sort of direct kind of immediate um impact that those kind of um, initiatives can make on saving lives is, you know, has been by and large uh, great to see from from big brands um, moving quickly and mobilising their resources quickly. And I think, uh, I'm, you know, there'll be a lot more of that to come. Um, I think the um, issue really is going to be on the on, on the smaller brands, uh, you know, uh, young businesses, young designers. I think there there will need to be, you know, a, 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 
there'll need to be a, a designer relief fund that will have to be established in order to create um you know the necessary funding for them to be able to continue to be trading um you know it's not you know that 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 kind of part of the the industry um you know with the kind of you know issues around retail issues around supply chain that are affecting designers it's not my speciality but you know it's kind of it's kind of evident to see that that's that that's the case um i think on the whole um you know there's going to be a massive contraction there's no doubt about it right so you know no one expects to go back to business as usual there is no business as usual after this um you know we are in a period where there's no roadmap for this 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 is uncharted territory so i think we're expecting to you know have a, a massively contracted industry where you know things will be done with a lot less success with a lot less excess um and um you know there'll be smaller collections um there'll be a whole new way of 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 uh presenting them to uh media and to the market there has to be there's there's no there's no way that it can go back to you know fashion weeks will not look the same ever again um and um you know we have to adapt to that so you know the uh, one of the one of the immediate things that we're doing is cancelling the summer issue um taking that all online uh flipping the script and doing a a, a reader generated issue um really kind of reflecting the you know reality of our audiences lives and the creative community will be our creative community and talent will be plugged into that but they will be they will be kind of interwoven with our readers stories and i think that that's really and that's really um, an interesting uh digital first project for our print team to be working on um during this period and um and then we'll go back to a physical print uh release for the fall um with another another man and days but you know the you know you know i'm not expecting the same level of advertising i mean it's going to be radically reduced and you know i think the point right now with with all the conversations i'm having with brands is that we're we're not talking about um advertising you know really we're not talking about advertising or transactional things we're talking about how do we support each other you know what's important for you what's important for our audience what's important for your audience um are those um kind of insights aligned can we help each other can we help each other and support each other's audiences together and then through that maybe down the line there'll be opportunities to carry on doing business um but i think it's about getting real you know right now all it's about is just being real and it's about having real conversations on a real level on a human level with each other saying you know what do people need are we relevant to their needs and if so how can we you know give them more of that authenticity and more of that value proposition that's going to have an actual tangible make a tangible difference to their lives in 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 a period of 
of crisis and then post post the initial shock in a period where they're going to be adapting to this new reality and you know we have to we 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 we're really doing a lot i mean you know because like i said you know speed of adaptation is re- for media is really really key we have to be in lockstep with our audience you know and we're also doing a lot on the on the humanitarian side i mean you know and uh, on on the practical side of this emergency one of the things we've been doing is campaigning really hard for um the government to recognize the uh needs of the freelance and self-employed you know 50% of the creative industry's workforce is self-employed yeah that's a huge a huge chunk of our industry is not um you know employed with paye status by yeah. you know anybody um and this is photograph this is photographers hair makeup uh, styling um journalists editors you know digital um talents um it's endless you know and it's also designers it's uh it's uh you know everyone on the on the design side a lot of people on the design side so um you know there's no protection for them right now um government haven't come forward and, and offered a uh, 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 any kind of fund so you know i've been accessing my my um uh contacts through days through my personal contacts to get those uh petitions signed to get them out there to get um as many people to sign them and also to get people of a note to sign them so that we can put as much pressure on government to make um, the best package possible for the freelance and self-employed. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear, you'll realise that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, 
you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Yeah, I mean, I I understand this is a problem all around the world, actually. I mean, I've been in touch as well with um, creative people all around, you know, Europe and and North America and Asia, and everyone's kind of in the same boat. I wonder if there's a silver lining here. I was reading, you know, I'm sure you saw that story we published on BOF this morning about what magazines are doing uh, in this time. And, you know, of course, Mm, of course, you know, you know, many of the people we spoke to are thinking about the humanitarian crisis um, that we are facing in all around the world, especially the hot hot spot right now in Italy, um, which kind of led the story this morning. But I was really interested to see that some people were already finding ways to be creative in a new way, bound to their homes, you know, doing shoots or working with their, you know, roommates or partners and, and trying to find ways of being creative. Now, I wondered if you had any perspectives or stories or things that you've heard about how the creative people that you're connecting to, or you're connected to, are, are, are finding ways to still be creative in this environment, because culture doesn't stop, you know, culture thrives sometimes in situations like this yeah i mean you know um when when creatives are 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 challenged when they're given restrictions extreme restrictions then you know there's a kind of rebound and uh you know there is a there's also it's also a, a time of heightened emotions it's also a time of heightened sensitivity which all always creates a, a a creative reaction you know um i remember you know interviewing Björk and she said to me I always write my best albums when I'm either in heartbreak or whether when I'm falling in love but I never write my best albums when I'm just kind of like in a great relationship you know and um and it's that sort of um you know we we we, we, we're just going through the biggest shock event um of our lifetime and um you know it's um it's a massive wake up call to creative people and it's a massive um, energizer in some ways to, to creativity, although the restrictions are extremely um, limited, but um, there are, um, and there will be, and there will continue to be um, innovation and, and creative responses that will, you know, bring, um, you know, uh, new aesthetics, new perspectives. I mean, our artists are, are vital at this time because they dream the future for us. You know, they create the roadmap of how we are going to get out of here because they can provide hope in a time of hopelessness. 
They can provide, you know, imagination in a time of uh, a feeling that it's the end of the world when it's not. They can, you know, I think um, Ben Oakry um, wrote a beautiful piece in the FT about this is the time when we need art more than ever uh, last weekend. And it was a, a great kind of rallying call to um, the um, creative community, but it was also, you know, uh, an important message to government and to um, society as a whole that, you know, right now, the other great threat that we're facing, the sort of serious secondary threat, if you like, outside of the immediate threat of, of the health issue of coronavirus and the economic um, threat of, um, you know, uh, this uh, recession that might lead into something even more extreme, um, is the is the threat of culture being cancelled, you know. And when, you know, all of the places where culture thrives in a city so you know your 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 bars your theaters your um art art spaces your um creative spaces um your places where music can be performed where music can be played where you know dance can happen etc when all of that is in serious threat of being removed from the cityscape and you know all of the uh, people who are employed in those, you know, who are self-employed or, or freelancers or who are, you know, artists and creatives who um, are, you know, in that kind of um, self-employment. When all of that, when all of that becomes compromised, it's a real, it's a real threat to culture. So, you know, we're pushing um, for that to be recognized by society so there can be an empathy for it there can be an understanding of the value of it you know without a thriving art and culture we quickly revert to losing our sense of humanity you know it's vital to our sense of humanity and and fashion's a big part of that but you know it's for me it's a um a wider cultural you know um point of view because I know, I don't know if, you know, you, you know, but some of the listeners might not know that I'm also on the board of the Creative Industries Federation, which is the yeah. sort of, which is the, you know, um, lobbying group that works for and brings together all of the different um, creative industries in the UK. And, you know, together, it's a, it's a really, um, it's, it, it's, a, it's always a bigger story. Um, and I think right now, more than ever, we need solidarity between all of the creative industries um, because, you know, and solidarity is a key word for how we move forward in dealing with all of this because, you know, we're all in this together and, you know, no industry is kind of more or less affected within the creative sector. Yeah. You know, Jefferson, I was, I was reading that essay that you wrote uh, or that was published in December on w- what you called the chaotic... 2010s and it it seems to me like um you know what we're talking about now is also linked back to that essay and you referenced um the society of the spectacle written by guy debord in 1967 where society is so consumed by the idea of spectacle you write that it could no longer differentiate 
the authentic from the real, fiction from fact, commodities from ideas. And it, it just made me think that, you know, this, this reset that we're all having um, gives us a chance to actually take a step back and have perspective on these 10 years that have gone by and really reflect on what we want culture to be defined by going forward. And, you know, it's been interesting for me to see how social media um, in the kind of time span, you know, before all of this happened was already, you know, seriously being questioned as, you know, a, a kind of a, a, a media that was creating all sorts of issues in our, in our, in our world, in politics and culture in society. And all of a sudden, this past week, the way people have been using mm. social media has really changed. You know, it's, it's provided mm. this opportunity for connection. And I really liked that phrase that you and your team came up with called alone together, because we all are kind of alone sitting in our homes and apartments um, all over the place. But somehow it's enabled us to be together, too, through social media. So, you know. Could you talk a little bit about that essay? Because I thought it was really powerful. And then kind of how you see that essay um, now in light of what we're all going through alone together. Yeah, well, I think your point about the kind of shift in perspective is is really, and the shift in, in um, the, the actual way that young people and creative people are using um, social media is, is, absolutely right i mean um it almost feels like there's a kind of you know renaissance a digital renaissance happening in social media because you know finally now that things are in such sharp relief and people are really you know in need of of kind of authentic connection even for you know even for fun even like getting on house party you know just to kind of be able to connect with your immediate group of people while you're in isolation and just kind of you know um maybe have fun or or whatever but there, but there, but there absolutely is a kind of um a, a reset on values and i think that's being played out in social media you know whether it continues to um develop and deepen and become a kind of um you know result in a kind of new consciousness um is totally possible um and i think there's a lot to to um to look at and help kind of catalyze that there's a lot of things that you know on a practical level and on a kind of um creative level that will help catalyze that but certainly like the kind of role models we're looking at now the types of uh, storytelling, the types of uh, tone of voice, the way people are, are sharing and using um, social media, all of this is um, is changing really, really rapidly. And what was, you know, what was kind of acceptable or seen as cool or seen as influential before coronavirus is certainly, um, you know, uh, you know, is being questioned now. And some of that looks ridiculous. And then, Things that, but it, and at the same time, things that seemed impossible before coronavirus now seem possible. And one of those things is, you know, the power of, you know, social media to actually, you know, bring um, a lot of um, 
positivity healing and um soul soul back into our um daily routine um but look i also think it's um you know any amount of time you know if we if if we're going to spend too much time on the screens it's not good for us you know and i spoke to people in uh in lockdown in Italy who are now in their, you know, their third week, their fourth week. And, you know, you can't spend all your time on as much as it connects us, you know, it also, there's a limit. And, um, I think in the UK, you know, we're in day two of lockdown. Um, we're still getting used to the, um, psychological effects of it. And, um, I think it's going to be very, very tough for a lot of people, um, for a very, very long time. And so, you know, I think when you talk about silver linings, I think, you know, I don't want to seem, you know, I think we have to accept our privilege, you know, as well in this, you know, that that we're not on the front line of this, you know, we're not, you know, we're not dealing with, you know, I'm not working in a hospital, I'm not like, you know, I'm working as a media owner for a media group, you know, also, you know, there are other, there, there are other examples of uh, that, 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 that we can list where we have to kind of accept our privilege and it and and so uh, also you know the the thing about kind of you know future predicting how things are going to come out i think it's just about kind of staying in the moment and staying in the kind of extreme present if you like with what's going on um and not trying to make too many predictions about the mm-hmm. future um you know i i i i hope that you know, um, humanity will prevail and that there will be really, really, you know, this, you know, like you say, uh, a, a reset will allow for a new set of values to come from this, but whether they hold or not, I think is really, is really what's in question. And I think that's about those that care really doubling down on making sure those messages and, um, those kind of, uh, ideas are heavily promoted at this time and continue to be um, in the future. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's those are all very good points, and I think that the um, the really hard thing right now is that we don't know how long this is really going to last. As you say, it's an uncharted territory. You know, we have no idea about the the length we have no idea about the severity um and so making any predictions right now as much as everyone wants to everyone's talking about after corona after corona post corona but we're still at the very beginning of what i think is you know going to be probably one of the most signal singular defining moments of our lives you know and trying to understand what yeah. 9-11, for example, was going to mean 20 years later um, was impossible at the time that it all happened because we were all just trying to understand it. And I think I have the same set of emotions now and feelings now as I did back then because it's just so hard to make sense of everything. Um, and I think your point as well about the people on the front lines is absolutely critical. I mean, my sister. Um, is a doctor and you know just hearing the stories from her about what's going on at the hospital you know she's at in in Canada um, you know it really brings to home one that this is a global thing 
uh, and two, that, you know, those of us who have the privilege of sitting at our homes in isolation, um, protecting ourselves and also protecting people out there. I mean, a lot of the frontline workers in this, in this battle just don't have that luxury, which is why I think it's been so good to see our industry stepping up to, to focus their manufacturing efforts on creating some of this personal protective equipment and masks and whatnot. Yeah. And one of the first things I did is I reached out to um, one of my business partners in Hong Kong, Adrian Cheng, who you probably know. Um, yeah, I saw the announcement today about what he's been able to do. That was that was great. Yeah. And we, you know, he's he donated uh, 10 million um, Hong Kong dollars worth of surgical equipment to the Hong Kong disaster relief. And, you know, we've uh, we're now talking about him donating one million masks to Europe. Um, I'm talking to you know, various industry bodies and, and, and government about ways in which to effectively distribute those to the most vulnerable. But, you know, these are kind of immediate, the immediate kind of concerns right now. But, you know, I do, I do, you know, think that um, culture is a, is, is at threat at the moment right now as well. And, you know, that's why, there's a kind of urgency to reach out to everybody. That's why there's an urgency to have conversations like this as quickly as possible and put them up as quickly as possible. Um, because we need to identify what the, um, you know, what the solutions are. And, you know, really either you're part of the problem or you're part of the solution. It's kind of very black and white now. Um, you know, if you're, a, if you're a media owner right now, if you're a brand owner if you have any influence at all and you're sitting this out waiting to see what happens, then you're part of the problem. You're not part of the solution because it's all about action right now. And it's all about what positive action can you take to influence your community, to work with your community um, and to, you know, really, really stem the, the big threats that are happening to first of all health second to culture you know you know to society i mean i'm not putting you know you know say health society culture these are these are the things that are these are the things that are at risk the economy is at risk of course but there's very little that we can really do about that you know um and um you know i think we can campaign we can um say what we need and what we expect from government um so you know i think right now all our futures are 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 being decided and i think the action that we take has to be immediate and i think that's where the kind of you know importance of connecting with everybody um firstly our readers our audience really understanding what their needs are um, connecting with each other as you know business owners and business leaders um, and connecting with those of influence our talent our you know our kind of talent global talent network is so important I mean one of the things I've been doing a lot is also speaking to people in China as well who've been through a certain cycle of coronavirus to really see what we can learn from um the audience in China and from the experiences of the our co-workers there with Days China um, and Nowness. And um, 
you know, their insights um, have been really um, helpful. Um, in some cases, um, you know, and, and we're also able to share those with with our brand partners as well. So, you know, I think it's um, there's no there's no room for complacency right now. You know, it's it's it, you know as much as the key workers are working, everybody else needs to be working on finding, um, you know, on being part of the solution. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's a really good note to conclude on. And I, uh, I'm really grateful for your time and always for your intellect and your, your ideas, because I think um, there's something in there for everyone who's listening. Um, I wish you and the team at Dazed well as we continue uh, to navigate all of this. And um, I look forward to staying connected with you through this so we can keep in touch and share our, our learnings along the way. Because I think, as you said, I think this is just the beginning. So thanks, Jefferson. Thanks, Imran. And look, uh, you know, hopefully we'll um, we'll be together in voices in November, fingers crossed. But um, who knows? The future is uncertain. But every day is a day to um you know play for for the future so you know don't get complacent and um you know if things are tough um which they are gonna get increasingly tough for everybody i think we just have to hold on to hope and optimism and recognize that you know in a in in a crisis all we really have is our dignity and um that's 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 kind of my message really well it's a powerful message so thanks again um this is imran ahmed founder and ceo of the business of fashion another special episode of the bof podcast focusing on helping our industry our community um, the people we're connected to navigate the crisis that's unfolding all around the world Um, We've been speaking to our favorite thinkers, futurists, experts to provide you with additional guidance and information um, and perspectives on how various industries and experts are, are navigating this. So hopefully you'll keep joining us for these ad hoc special episodes that we're releasing as soon as we record them, just because we want to keep all of you informed and we want to keep the information fresh. Thanks for joining us and um, stay tuned for more on BOF. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, give us a rating, and you might be interested in joining the Business of Fashion's global membership community, BOF Professional. Our members receive exclusive deep dive analysis, regular email briefings, as well as unlimited access to our archive of over 10,000 articles, our new iPhone app, biannual special print editions, and all of the online courses and learning materials from BOF Education. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere, online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. 
Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash BOF, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash BOF. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef grade range recently and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 